Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Asher Marketing Podcast. Our guest tonight is Brett Gogger, a young man who I've known for quite some time. Brett, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me, Anthony. Well, Brett, I just got a message from your dad on LinkedIn that I'm going to be talking to him on Friday. Your dad worked in HR for a while, is that correct? Yes, yes. So uh, Most of his career, about four, over 44 years. All right, so what's your dad doing now? Just so I have a little bit of a preview of the conversation on Friday. Yeah, it's kind of a decompressed mode right now. He's uh, been enjoying a lot of home improvement projects and uh, at the same time just getting some well-deserved rest. All right, well, I did see somewhere on social media, I don't know if it was your brother, but somebody posted a picture of your dad. I think he was inside the house and there was a giant inflatable snowman. Oh, so tell me a little bit about that. What was going on? So actually, that actually uh, rooted from a viral video that's going around currently on Instagram. It's from Instagram Reels. A person actually purchased a 20-foot tall inflatable snowman. So I showed my parents that, and I looked it up, and it was just like the skeleton a few months ago that came out that uh, it created this huge, huge virality. Uh, so we found the 20-foot snowman. We're like, you know what? The 20-foot snowman will probably be taller than our house. <laughs> so we're like, let's go ahead and switch it down to the 12-foot. So we decided to get the uh, 12-foot snowman, and it's been a hoot because we actually inflated it inside to kind of get an idea of how yeah. big it really is. And yeah. As you can see in the photo, uh, it, it was quite the extraordinary size. Yeah. So it was, yeah. it was hilarious to hear that, and then my dad to tell us stories about how he actually wanted to test it out outside first. So before putting the stakes in, he wanted to make sure how, how big it would be outside. He was actually wrangling a 12-foot snowman in the middle of the day. So yeah. I'm sure the neighbors are like, oh, uh, the Gogger's got a, a, a new uh, new lifestyle out there yeah. with the wrangling but, the, the snowman. Yeah, maybe it's time for him to get back to work. Yeah, and not so much yeah. Snowman we, we've had a lot of great discussions. And, yeah. Uh, over his years and years of uh, HR, he's had quite a, uh, a path and yep. uh, where it's led uh, to him, you know, finishing up uh, with a company over 13 years in HR. It's yep. amazing where he got started. Yeah. Uh, a little known fact, my dad actually was um, a bodyguard for Muhammad Ali. Oh, so wow. He started um, in security for Ford Motor Company. And uh, one of his first uh, years being a security guard at Ford Motor Company, he was tasked to be the security detail for Muhammad Ali wow. when he would come into town. So um, he was actually his uh, driver and his uh, security detail for about a week when he was there in Detroit. Wow. Well, if you're the bodyguard for Muhammad Ali, I definitely don't want to make your dad mad on oh. Friday. So I'll try not to get on his bad <laughs> oh, side. Oh, my dad, he's, just, he's a teddy bear. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well um, I'm looking forward to talking with him. Him and looking forward to talking to you tonight. So as you know, on this podcast, from having listened to it, thank you for being one of our early listeners. Um, we talk about your career path, the organization you work for, and then any projects that are of interest to you. And you obviously have a variety of interests, so I'm, I'm eager to hear about that. But let's start with the career path question. You know, you and I, I don't know if we met when you were at Purdue Fort Wayne, or if it was after that, but you have an interesting path because you work in marketing with a focus on social media, but that's not where your story starts. So tell us a little bit about where the story begins, what you were doing, and how you ended up where you are today. Yeah, so the path was uh, uh, pretty interesting on how it started to where I am now. So um, I began at Purdue Fort Wayne as a healthcare administration major. Prior to actually that, I studied public management, and I wanted to pursue a career in the public sector, and then I switched it to healthcare administration. And then throughout college, I started to become more and more inclined to the fact of marketing and communication. 
So I told myself, I was like, how great would that be to be able to do something in healthcare marketing and communication? And then I started to get more and more to this that general idea of marketing communication. So I started to do internships with the university. I started doing volunteering with marketing communication. I even started taking some elective courses that were with regards to media and culture, interpersonal communications, um, and other courses that um, would help me improve my marketing communication skills. So when I had graduated, um, I had started at a, um, a social media startup company here locally, and I believe we might have known each other um, going back to how we met. It was interesting. I think we might have met each other virtually uh, maybe during the so, time I was a student at, at uh, Purdue. So I tell other people this story all the time. I don't know if I've ever told you this story. I remember when you started to sort of emerge in the professional world in Fort Wayne. Originally, I was like, who is this guy? I'm like, and why does he keep stepping on my toes? Good. I'm like, I'm like, good. I'm, I'm, I'm actually glad to hear that because <laughs> I'm hoping that the stories that I did step on your toes are positive. Well, it was like, you know, I was like, I'm supposed to be one of the social media people. Who is this whippersnapper <laughs> who thinks he's the social media guy? And then everything changed when you started liking and commenting on my stuff. I was like, you know, this guy isn't all that bad. He seems like a nice guy. And then we went to lunch, Absolutely. and then the rest is history. Yeah, so, so, so it's just been it's been an amazing path. And, you know, to be able to start and, you know, a career right out of college with a career when I went into college, I never thought I would land into. So what was your original idea? Why, you know, I think you said, was it, was it public, public service, mm -hmm. public management, and then healthcare administration? Where were you thinking you were headed from there? Uh, well, the, the biggest part about it was I loved communicating with the public. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to pursue a role that involved something, whether it be community yep. outreach, whether it be working for... Um, a bureau where I was able to help out the community in some shape or form. Um, but at the same time, one of the passions that stayed with me from the beginning of college until now especially is just maintaining the common good and, and really helping people find opportunities uh, wherever they may be um, in life. So um, the idea of beginning in the, um, it was the Department of Public Policy. It actually covered uh, public management as well as healthcare administration. So I'll, I will tell you that tr the transferring of the, the, the programs was not um, too, too um, um, foggy. It was mm -hmm. actually a pretty clean line of sight. Yep. Um, I was actually contemplating on switching to a marketing major, mm -hmm. but I decided to stick with the one I was in because I really enjoyed parts of it still. Mm -hmm. And, and yep. I did, you know, I always tell people I took myself outside the box and said, you know, although this is the degree I'm going to result in once I graduate, I still was doing things like volunteering in the community, which I credit to a lot of the things that I've been involved with over these years. And I've actually had uh, past and current coworkers that we've crossed paths in some shape or form yep. in volunteering. Um, I also did an internship with the university for two years, and um, it was an unpaid internship, but it was some of the greatest training I've ever received. And what were you doing in that position? I was actually the Twitter customer service manager okay. for IPFW, oh, wow. um, which was an amazing uh, niche role, mm -hmm. I would say, uh, especially um, with Twitter being such a you know a, a microblog and, and being able to communicate and also being sometimes the first point of communication. Mm -hmm. um, there was a time when actually there was a large server outage that affected a lot of the communications channels for IPFW and the only ones that were really standing strong of it and were of availability were social media. Mm -hmm. So when people really, when people really have uh, um, you know something they want to you know share or communicate with the college, sometimes it right it rightfully is directly to something like Twitter because it's such a direct uh, channel to get a hold of. You know, Twitter is an amazing one because I mean you can get a hold you know so several organizations directly 
direct. There's really no, you know, press one for this, press two for this. It's a direct tweet to that organization. Yeah. So I had dealt with that overnight. Did you have any prior experience in using social media on behalf of a brand before that? No, actually huh, it was um, uh, throughout college I had participated in some organizations where yeah. I had help out. Mm-hmm. I, I had help with their communication strategies. Yeah. Um, there was a program I actually, I was kind of one of the uh, beginners and it was a student-to-student mentoring program mm-hmm. where uh, we would uh, have these caseloads and I actually had about over 200 students yep. uh, that I had worked with the College of Education and Public Policy. It was a program called Don to Don, it was Mastodon to Mastodon, so student to student peer um, uh, connection, and I actually had helped them with their uh, di- uh, their digital channels. So, um, otherwise, managing a brand that was kind of a uh, you know it was a, it was a learning experience, and it was awesome because the role had kind of um, developed more and more, uh, and and had more and more uh, responsibilities on my um, side. And uh, I had began my official role was called social media assistant. Um, I had also helped out um, not only on Twitter as a customer service manager, but I would also help uh, research best tactics. Um, I would help out with any other um, miscellaneous ta- uh, uh, tasks. I also helped start a um, Instagram takeover account called Inside IPFW, which was a completely student-run channel um, where we would get students who would apply to be a part of this program, and mm-hmm. then we would um, uh, distribute them different time periods when they would take over. And what that did was it really brought the student um, on a uh, uh, on a ground level and was able to ha- show everyone what they do in a daily uh, life as long as it abided by the university's policies. Yep. Um, it was fair game. So we had amazing students that were, uh, you know, exchange students. There were students in multiple different programs and, um, you know, students that showed us what they do, you know, uh, you know, on campus, you know, on campus with programs and university housing. So it was really awesome to be able to see that um, directly and to manage something like that. But um, that was just, you know, a great piece of the, the puzzle that really helped me um, uh, really develop my my, uh, my ideologies and my uh, role as a aspiring marketer. Yeah, so some hands-on experience. And mm-hmm. then, so you graduate with a degree in healthcare administration. Yes. Um, and is your first job out of college with the, the agency, the marketing agency that you mentioned previously? Yes. Okay. So you start pretty much right after yes, graduation. So, yep, right. Actually, okay. about two months after graduating college, I started um, at a startup called Cyclone Social, yep. um, which uh, we actually had began in a uh, lower level basement of a uh, office park. And okay. then we, um, over about a year and a half, we moved over to Main Street. So mm-hmm. it was really an awesome experience. And um, I really got deep into the world of social media through that. Um, I had so many different amazing uh, people I worked with. And, um, you know, working with the startup, it was just, a, you know, it was awesome to see see all the different yep. um, uh, experiences and to, um, you know, to um, have these amazing uh, people to work with as well. Yeah. And then we recruited you over here to Asher Agency, which was <laughs> yes. partly my doing. Yes. And here you were running social media for several clients. Yes. Um, and now at Elevatus, mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about what that role mm-hmm. entails. What What are you doing? Because it's obviously a, a different animal. You're working for a marketing agency, mm-hmm. another marketing agency, mm-hmm. and now Elevatus Architecture Firm. Mm-hmm. And Tell us what you're what you're doing there and how it's consistent with what you've done and how it's different. Yeah, so um, this is kind of a, a new experience for me being outside the marketing uh, agency mm-hmm. world, and um, it has been you know incredibly uh, um, uh, successful and gratifying on my side. 
Um, I've loved being able to uh, experience it from the uh, in an internal agency type of structure. Mm-hmm. Um, being at a marketing agency, it's it was it was great, and it was um, always. I mean, every day was different, but even on the other side too, it's always yeah. different, and it's great. So about how? So let me ask you a couple questions, mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll get into Elevatus in just mm-hmm. a minute. But I'm trying to build a bridge between working with a team of people who mm-hmm. just do marketing. Mm-hmm. Now you're with a team that primarily, you know, people who are working in architecture and planning. So are you a department of one? Are there other people who do marketing for, for Elevatus? Yeah, so we are still actually a fairly small company. Mm-hmm. Um, we, uh, I believe we have a team of about 28. Okay. And um, we, you know, our work goes internationally. Um, but my team specifically, we have about uh, f- about. Th- Three to four people, um, okay. typically three people, um, including myself, um, but sometimes uh, four. Mm-hmm. Um, the company, uh, as far as what I do, is a marketing communication specialist. Um, my work uh, includes enhancing the brand through our communications platforms, um, developing uh, proposals to media agencies to help um, boost our editorial coverage, uh, managing our website, uh, a lot of content management. Okay. Um, with um, working in architecture, engineering, construction, there's a lot of um, um, digital assets to work yep. with, especially these days when we deal with so many renderings and, and different types of projects with video and um, a lot of photography and, and with, you know, you know marketing, um, working in an agency. A lot of times what you do is you go to a project, you know, you go to a company, you take photos, mm-hmm. um, and it's the the, the product as is. Yep. For architecture, you're seeing phase after phase after yeah. phase after phase. Um, that is actually a really cool opportunity I have is to, as I manage our site cameras, so mm. I'm able to see okay. our uh, projects daily in, in uh, real time, seeing where they're at, and uh, it's just an amazing opportunity to have to see these projects uh, from, you know, from paper and from digitally on a computer to real life and people occupying them and, and seeing the, you know, how you know their emotions are impacted by it, and all the yeah. amazing uh, differences it's making. Yeah, I, I just saw it. We'll, we'll get into Elevatus in just a second. I want to go back to a couple mm-hmm. things on, on your path, mm-hmm. but the other night I saw the video. There was a rendering um, of the Zollner building mm-hmm. that's going to be constructed mm-hmm. in Indiana Tech, and you know one of the things that struck me is that. Oh, it's a four-year project, so it's going to take some time in three phases. Mm-hmm. Um, but being able to visualize that with the the graphics, mm-hmm. and, and I'm old enough to remember a time when the graphics weren't nearly as good. <laughs> so, yeah. what, what kind of role did you play in, in the development of that video? Were you? I actually um, was one of the people who helped uh, put together. We were. Um, it was a it was a fairly um, uh, large team of people who. Um, Put their minds together and yep. put their technology uh, together to create that. But um, my my side of it, I actually was on the side of doing the um, the audio. Okay. Um, and I actually, um, when that video was being put together, we had different pieces that we were um, putting uh, from different um, uh, departments. Uh, we had from you know architecture side, interior side. Uh, they're all putting together this uh, rendering uh, video yep. with the um, walkthrough. Um, it was just so many different people that were. Yep. Up part of this team that put it together, but we were really happy with the product. And actually the, uh, the day after we completed it, we had a world premiere. So we, oh, nice. we actually, <laughs> we said, we said, come to the red carpet and see the world premiere. Cause we want everyone to see it. And yeah. that's, that's really one of our big things at Elevatus is being a small team, especially, um, communication is, is very, very vital. Yeah. And, um, we, you know, with that project, we had so many hands, mm-hmm. um, 
touching that project that we were just so proud of it once it was completed. And we really um, want to showcase those those yeah. achievements. And, sure. Um, so, you know, that's one thing that myself, um, you know, I've always been a person that really I love to motivate others through the, you know, the good that's out there in the world. So yep. with that video, it was just an awesome way to see the future of Indiana Tech. And we've been very fortunate to work with Indiana Tech for um, the time we have and, and to see these, you know, incredible innovative structures yep. be designed um, to help. Um, suit their, you know, their their programs of the future. Yeah, it was it was really really impressive, really great stuff. Thank you. So another facet of your path, I, I'm interested in. Uh, you know, I was talking to someone today, a friend we have in common, and you were referred to as Mr. Fort Wayne. So <laughs> you grew up in Fort Wayne. You went to Homestead yes. High School. And I, I can't think of many people who are more passionate about the community they live in anywhere, and certainly in Fort Wayne. What drives that? Why are you so interested and committed to this mm-hmm. city? And and what what makes you as passionate about Fort Wayne as you are? I think it starts with the people. Mm-hmm. I've, um, you know, I'm not much of a, a world traveler, I would say. I would say I've been across uh, a good portion of the United States, mm-hmm. but I will tell you there's something about Fort Wayne that just, it, 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 it feels different than wherever else I've been. Mm-hmm. Uh, the people truly are passionate about one another. They look out for one another. Uh, we have just wonderful hospitality. Um, one of my favorite parts about Fort Wayne, too, is it's a city of discovery. There's so much history here. Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot of, I mean, you go from every corner. There's so much um, beautiful architecture. There's a lot of, I mean, Thomas Edison lived here for a short time in his mm-hmm. life. I mean, just to think about those little things like that. Um, also, what I love, too, is how we are so equidistant to so many large cities, mm-hmm. too. So, you know, a, a, a day, day trip to Indianapolis can happen. Yep. You know, an overnight trip to Chicago can happen. You could take the train, even. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you could take a trip up to Detroit, Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, I love how equidistant is. But a big part, too, here is the growth and the social atmosphere, as, mm-hmm. and, as well as, I mean, just the environmentally um, uh friendly factors. Um, over the um, uh, summer, actually, and you probably noticed this too, but I was a frequent trail user. And yeah. part of it was your 120 and 2020 <laughs> was a huge, huge insp- yeah. inspirational factor. Well, but thanks for following that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, and I think after a little bit, I started to become this, this I was just this huge trail enthusiast. Yeah. I started saying, you know, I love these trails so much. I started taking all different types of trails. Yeah. I started taking the mountain bike trails mm-hmm. over by uh, Franke Park. Mm-hmm. I started taking trails um, down in Indianapolis on the Monad. Yeah. I started uh, finding more trails to hike on foot. Yeah. But I still, at the same time, was taking the trails via bike, and I was discovering yeah. all these new paths. And um, one in particular that I was so excited to find out about was the one um, in, in, that goes from New Haven to Fort Wayne, yeah. east to west. Yeah. And, um, I did that one, parked over by Krieger Park, yep. and uh, took it west of downtown stopped had lunch in downtown came back rode my bike yep. it was it was i was like you know what this this is an amazing experience because the the fall foliage the mm-hmm. people the yeah. the wildlife it was just a, it was an amazing adventure but yeah and that, and that stretch is yeah. almost entirely uninterrupted by yeah, traffic there was a, a friend of mine who's an avid biker um bicyclist i should say and he hadn't been on that path, and I told him, I said, that's one of the best bike paths in the city. So I was glad to see you out there because I'm obviously a big fan of trails, and, and yeah. you have quite yeah. a megaphone in Fort yeah. Wayne, a lot of a lot of followers, a lot of people listening to you. And I just like to, I like to really embrace the, the positive things happening in our community because, yeah. um, you know, as human beings, we can find negative after negative after negative. Especially in 2020, yeah. Especially in 2020. <laughs> yeah. The year has been unprecedented, and, you know, if you want to find negative, 
negative, it's very sure. easy. It's sometimes positive. You really have to help push that train um, uh, a little bit stronger. And um, that's me. You know, I really love about Fort Wayne too is the support in this town. Um, you know, it's small enough to get involved, but big enough to see the difference. Yep. And that's something I've always told people. And they're like, "Why do you, you know, why Fort Wayne? Why are you, you know, mm-hmm. why do you want to still stay here?" And I'm like, mm-hmm. "You know, there's just the list goes on and on, but real, realistically, to get down to it, it's this is my home. Yeah, I, I really call it home. And you know, for someone who was born right outside Detroit, moved here as a kid, and I went from preschool to college within a 15 mile radius. Wow. And yeah. I will say that if I had to do it all over again, I would do it the exact same way. Yeah. Well, and a lot of it is, you know, I, th- I think you're certainly someone who has a big network of people. And one of the things that I moved here, mm-hmm. spent about half my life in Massachusetts and then moved here, is how easy it is to make connections. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not six degrees of separation. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like there's two, mm-hmm. um, which has some negatives as well as some positives. But for the most part, if you're someone who appreciates building relationships, mm-hmm. it's a good place to do it. It is. So let's talk a little bit about this organization called Elevatus. Mm-hmm. I know enough to be dangerous because my son is an architecture <laughs> student and Elevatus has been an Asher client and obviously mm-hmm. with, with both entities working with Indiana mm-hmm. Tech. But tell me from your perspective, mm-hmm. what does Elevatus do? Why is it different? Um, what's it like working there? All those good things. It is a innovative firm and we are an architecture and interiors firm that specializes in community education, government and justice architecture. Um, our firm is is extremely um, um, just connected with the way that we work. Uh, we're very close with our clients. We are people who are are very very aware of the the adjustments and the developments that are happening in the architecture and interiors for um, um, industry. Um, also, we're very very committed to um, being centered to the community. So we are um, always upholding values that are um, evolving around the community. Um, we're, I mean, avid volunteers. All of, I mean, I think every staff member, I mean, has participated in, in a volunteer event that we've hosted this year. I mean, it's amazing to see how many different events we've had volunteering and to see just the participations, uh, the participation that they've had. And and um, we are um, just committed to our work, especially um, being a small company. We stay very close contact with one another. Um, we help each other out. And that really reflects on our work that we deliver. We also are a firm that um, we're actually, um, um, fo- we were founded in 1958, originally okay. called Schenkel Schultz. Okay. And um, back about five years ago, um, we um, rebranded actually to Elevatus Architecture and the um, ownership had changed where we had uh, brought on some uh, new items to our portfolios from other cities where this company um, had been too. So um, it would center then Elevatus in Fort Wayne where we have some portfolio items that came from other cities as well. So we have actually um, had a very, very large footprint here in Fort Wayne. And um, what's amazing about it all is um, and I'm sure a lot of my you know, friends in the architecture, engineering, and construction industry can say the same thing, and in marketing as well can say, um, but when I go buy buildings, I go, we designed that, yeah. we designed that, we just renovated yeah. that, we remodeled that, and kind of like market, you know, marketing, you go down the road and you're like, I know that, yeah. I know that you know, yeah. billboard. You know? <laughs> well, and, and Elevatus has worked on some high-profile projects, yeah. um, you know, so a lot, of, a lot of points of pride, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff that we, you're glad to call your own, I'm we, sure. We are, yeah. we, very, we, we are very, very involved um, with 
the local school systems, mm -hmm. um, especially foreign community schools. <clears throat> um, one in particular, Southside High School, mm -hmm. Natorium, um, the um, Historic Electric Works Project. We're yep. actually the lead architects on that. Okay. Um, we have also worked on even the building that we're in, the Flagstar Bank building. Oh, really? And, uh, which is pretty cool to say. Yeah. People walk in the building and go, we actually worked on this oh, that's building. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. So we've had a lot of amazing ones. Um, Indiana Tech yep. uh, is a, is a, it's a great one. Uh, you know, when you go in those buildings and you're going in the buildings with the people who designed them it's it's pretty humbling to, yeah. to say the least um we've worked on um citizen square uh you know i mean just so many great facilities um to help uh better life here in not only northeast indiana but um just across i mean it's amazing to think that you know internationally we yeah. work so yeah. it's really awesome to see that yeah so so you're also involved um you know elevatus great company that's where you spend a lot of your time but you're involved in a lot of organizations in fort wayne mm -hmm. name a couple if you wouldn't mind mm -hmm. where you volunteer or yeah. you give your time to because you're yeah. you're about as connected as anyone <laughs> anyone i've ever met yeah so one of them that i'm uh, um heavily involved in is big brothers big sisters ah, okay. um that is one that i've loved being a part of mm -hmm. i've been both a mentor one-on-one um, -on -one with a student in the uh, school-based program to um, also the Real Men Read program. Mm -hmm. And um, that is one uh, pr uh, program that I really, really love doing. And uh, currently in the state it is in, uh, we are actually doing virtual reading. So yeah. um, in the next few months, I'll actually be doing some recordings that students will be able to tune into okay. um, in the classrooms yep. or at home while they're doing remote learning. Um, there's some other organizations that I really have loved um, being engaged with. Um, some uh, include Miss America organization. Mm -hmm. I've mm -hmm. participated in some as a judge, which has yeah. been awesome to, yeah. to be a part of. Um, I've also done some work with Junior Achievement. Junior mm -hmm. Achievement's a great one to engage with our youth and um, help empower them for their futures. Um, I also am, um, I volunteer with a lot of activity that involves around, um, you know, the Visitors Bureau. I mm -hmm. always love being able to promote for, um, you know, different things for yep. them. I volunteer um, time, you know, just helping promote uh, yep. a lot of their um, different events and different um, uh, campaigns that are uh, running. Um, I also actually on the side, I write for Visit Fort Wayne. Mm -hmm. I'm an insider uh, yep. with Visit Fort Wayne, so I do cover um, food and brew, lifestyle, mm -hmm. um, a lot of other awesome things within the social um, atmosphere here in Fort Wayne. So there's just so many different various um, uh, organizations that I've been involved with over the years. And, uh, you know, there'll be, um, there's actually one that I helped uh, get going with our company. I was Adopt the Greenway program with the mm -hmm. city of Fort Wayne. Yep. Um, we actually, um, and you guys actually had yeah, one as yeah. well over by. Yeah, uh, not too long ago. Yeah. That's right. So yeah. we actually recently just adopted, and it's cool to say we, adop which, we adopted. Which a, section did you guys So adopt? we adopted the um, the Greenway over by um, Scott in Illinois, oh, yeah. Deuce, um, Illinois, and yep. Hadley. Yeah. And uh, it's a great stretch, a lot yeah. of development. Uh, yeah. There's some new communities being uh, uh, built over in that area, um, Shigs and Pitt. I mean, there's mm -hmm. so many in that yeah. straightaway. And um, we did two cleanups this year, and uh, it was just so amazing to uh, go out there and, and see the grounds and to yep. help clean it up, and um, you know drive down it you know afterwards and just be amazed at the yep. the, the the difference that yep. we made. But um, it's been really fun to be able to um, be a part of Elevatus, especially with the volunteering passions I have. Because when I walked in, that was one thing that really gravitated mm -hmm. me towards that business was the attitude and the the, the charisma they have towards volunteering and. Yep. Um, even our um, 
CEO, Mike Guloff, mm-hmm. and helped start Blessings in a Backpack here mm-hmm. locally. And, um, you know, we have various other people. Um, uh, my supervisor, Corey Dietz, is on the mm-hmm. Munster Seed board. Yep. Um, we have others um, who um, have been very, very involved locally with nonprofits. And I just think nonprofit citizenship, I mean, it's just, it's it's awesome to see that. And, and you know, I always tell people that just because you're volunteering doesn't mean you have to sacrifice several hours out of your, yep. your day or your week or, you know, out of your schedule from work, but there are so many other ways to go about doing it. And, um, you know, there's, you know, sometimes it's one hour a month. Um, you know, I've had friends who have, um, done, you know, just a couple hours here and there and, and, um, they have finished, but, um, yeah, there's just many different uh, committees I've been involved with. Um, uh, to say a few, the Northeast, I'm I'm sorry. Well, I've actually, um, been a part of the program as a, um, as as a uh, attendee, but at yep. the Innovation Center, I uh, used to go to a, a thing called Social Marketing Breakfast. Um, a mentor of mine, uh, Kevin Mullet, mm-hmm. actually um, helped get that program going. Um, that's actually one of the things that really was helping me get my foot further yep. into the industry of marketing and communications. Um, but the um, Northeast Indiana uh, Regional Partnership was yep. one that I was a part of as a Allen County representative, and um, Friends of the Rivers is one. Uh, it's great. It's the canal boats it helps really um, bring more attention to the valley of our rivers. Um, so there's just many different ones yep. that I've loved being a part of and helping out with. And um, it's just, it's, you know, something with volunteering, as I tell people, although it doesn't pay, the payment that comes to your heart is, there's no dollar sign to that. Yeah, yeah, it's some of the most fulfilling time that I've spent over the years and, and encourage people to, to do it just as you do. So so let's talk a little bit, whether it's, you know, at Elevatus mm-hmm. or some of the organizations that you work with, mm-hmm. um, what are a couple of the projects that are either challenging for you right now, exciting for you right now, keeping you up at night, mm-hmm. making you eager to get out of bed in the morning. What are some of the things that are on your mind that, that other marketers and communicators or volunteers might relate to? Yeah, so that's a great question. I mean, there are so many different projects that we have out there that are in so many different phases. And um, I would say, um, you know, the... Um, the Electric Works project has been an incredible one to be mm-hmm. a part of and to yeah. see it. And um, that is one that I wish I could be there every day. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I um, did take a tour there for the first time uh, recently. I've learned so much about it on the outside, just from so much behind the scenes work that we've done with it and just learning more about its history and the structural uh, uh, purposes and just so much about it. Um, sometimes in architecture, I really wish that instead of sitting at my desk, I was sitting inside these buildings while they're being developed and, yeah. and built because it's just, it's, it's, you know, the site cameras, they help with seeing, you know, so much of the project, but once seeing once the, the buildings closed in, you know, you'd start to see sure. the outside and you really want to go on the inside. And I'd say one of my things is the, uh, electric works project. Yeah. I have been so inspired by it and I believe it's 1.4 million square feet of, um, of property. And to, to see that, I mean, yep. to, to be in that, it's just, oh, it's, it's, it's so breathtaking. And that's one thing I kind of wish as a, as a marketer. And I love being an internal agency like I am at Elevatus. Um, sometimes working in agency um, work, it was difficult because I wish I was inside the doors and yep. I'm sure 
you know, as, as fellow marketers, you can relate. Yeah. Sometimes I wish I was inside the doors seeing, um, as it was happening or yeah. seeing it, you know, being there at the, at the, at the nick of time. And, yeah. um, that has been something that's been a positive is being there and having the resources yeah. right then and there to help become yeah. more and more of a marketable business. Yeah. I've always said, you know, having worked on both sides, cause prior to Asher, I worked on what we call the client side mm-hmm. and the difference is really depth versus mm-hmm. breadth. You mm-hmm. know, when I worked, for example, I worked at Parkview for mm-hmm. five years, mm-hmm. learned a ton about healthcare, mm-hmm. was working in obviously in healthcare projects every day, mm-hmm. and learned a lot about a very narrow lane mm-hmm. of an industry. Mm-hmm. Then I came to Asher, and you know, if, if you're bored with what you're working on, turn to the left, because here's a completely different industry, a completely different challenge. You get a wide swath of knowledge about different industries and different clients, mm-hmm. but it's really hard to go deep into any one of them. I'm fortunate that mm-hmm. I do a lot of work in higher ed, so I get some yeah. depth there, but you're... You're right. It's there. It's a different flavor when you're working on the same, you know, in the same industry every day. You just you just get a depth that you can't touch otherwise. Yeah, and um, you know, I'll tell you too. It's it's amazing. You know, in this year, if there's any silver linings to it all, it's it's just the communication and how important it is more than ever. Um, utilizing a platform like social media has yeah. been able to help us keep in contact with the community members um, to help us, um, you know, with the projects that we have partnered is on, um, you know, just to really help maintain that fluid uh, communication line. Um, but um, yeah, I just, I think one of the biggest parts about working um, at Elevatus has been seeing these projects and just that 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 feeling of really just want to get, get inside that facility, but, you know, yeah. having to wait a little bit, you know, I, yeah. if I do, if I do go, you know, making sure that I have all my PPE properly, you know, all <laughs> yeah. that all ready, helmet, yeah. glasses, steel toe boots, vest, yeah. which has actually been a thrill because yeah. I will tell you a really amazing story about how life really has its yeah. ways of connecting is I grew up in love with construction. Okay. I actually, really? huh. for many birthdays, I had asked for die cast model construction vehicles, but at the same time I had asked for VHS tapes of okay. construction sites. And wow. no joke, huh. like someone would watch an aquarium, I would watch these, <laughs> I would just stare in awe and just watch these construction vehicles move, yeah. move dirt and yeah. you know, all these excavation um, procedures. And I just loved it. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? This is this is really cool how life really has yeah. its its connections is where I'm going to these construction sites. I'm like, you know, Brett, I, I grew up watching these <laughs> yeah. vehicles and here I am, you know, standing next to the guys that are controlling them and, yeah. and, and you know the superintendents that are watching these, you know, yeah. helping watch these guys, you know, watch these sites. So I just think it's been really an amazing experience. It's yeah. been a new experience that I've been able to apply my marketing principles mm-hmm. to. Um, and I've been very fortunate that um, working there, they've been very open to um, applying these these practices that I've used in the in the agency level to take it now to the client side um, uh, work. So um, it's been awesome to stretch my new my my capabilities with collateral. I've been really um, been able to help out with um, our creative side too, with um, just developing more of our um, brochures, cut sheets, um, different types of uh, guides for our projects, um, and you know uh, with you know the the digital shift especially, you know, it's been cool to be able to introduce yep. them to new tools yeah. um, that have helped me streamline my services. Um, yeah. So um, it's, it's really, it's, it's an amazing place that is really open for innovation. Yeah, well, and it sounds like with a project like Electric Works, it brings together not just your professional, you know, sort of 
priorities, but also your interest in helping the community develop and yes. seeing Fort Wayne grow. So that's great. It's it's been really great to be able to see that tie in with the community yeah. and that project itself. Yeah. So I'm going to move to we do at the end of this podcast we do three quick hits and they're kind of similar to the questions I asked, but more concise. It's like the speed round of the show, if you will. <laughs> so um, when it comes to career path, I know you you have the opportunity to connect with people who are a little long, younger than you who might be going through a similar type of, you know, evolution where maybe they started, you know, in one major and they're thinking about going a different Mm -hmm. career path or they're trying to figure Mm -hmm. out, you know, what am I going to do when I finish college? What's your one best piece of career advice if you were talking to someone who's trying to figure out, and it could be someone younger Mm -hmm. who's in college, Mm -hmm. could be someone older who's contemplating career change. Mm -hmm. What do you think is most important when it comes to building a career path? Don't settle. Mm -hmm. I think that um, that is something that I've lived you know, and told myself is, you know, Brett, um, you know, I've worked in agency work for years and years and, and, uh, you know, right out of college as a, as a new person to the, um, quote unquote real world. And I said to myself, don't settle. I, I, you know, I don't, nothing is forever in my Mm -hmm. mind. And I take it, you know, I take it every day carefully and I, and I learn from my mistakes and I apply them to my future experiences. And I always tell people, you know, that's, that's a big part of me is, is my mantra is don't settle. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had friends who have completely shifted where they want to be because they're just not, they're not, you know, they're not happy or they um, see it as, you know, you know, opportunity for growth or they see it as a new discovery. I mean, just like I was telling you earlier, I, I've never have uh, taken my bike on further paths than I have than this year. I Mm -hmm. mean, in in past, I mean, this past year I've quadrupled what any other year I've done in mileage. So I just tell people is don't, don't feel that what you're doing right now has to define the rest of your life. Just like when I told myself in college that, you know, I'm majoring in this. Does that mean I have to be in this? And I, yeah. I tell people, you know, you don't always have to stay exactly where you're at. You can always shift. You can yeah. make new changes. Now, it might take steps. Yep. I, I will tell you myself, it wasn't an overnight yeah. sensation where I went to college, graduated, fell into marketing. Sure. It wasn't that. There was so many different playing factors. And, yeah. you know, there was trial and error mm-hmm. because I was a person that was new and, and being anything as a beginner, you have to understand that trial and error is all part of the growth process. That yeah. I tell people all the time that I, you know, people always say, how do you know so many people? How do you, you know, all yeah. that stuff. And I always tell people, you know, sometimes it takes getting out of your comfort zone. Yeah. I was a student at Homestead uh, growing up, you know, just like your son. And yeah. I, um, you know, it was, it was senior year of high school. And I remember like it was yesterday that I was, you know, I was standing there. I was like, you know, maybe I'll go out of town and go to school just mm-hmm. get out, just get out. Yeah. And I kept telling myself, I was like, why am I just saying get out? Mm-hmm. What, what is it that I can fix here? Yeah. And I can keep myself here. And I had the passion in my heart to help make a difference in community. And I was like, you know, I don't, I don't feel that I have to leave to make that difference. And if yeah. I want to get closer to the foreign community, why should I leave? Yeah. You know, what, sure. what is it? All it's going to do is geographically space me further and I yeah. might miss opportunities. And I told myself, I'm going to stay here for college for four years. And I'm going to make a difference here in this community because that's what I've been wanting to do all yeah. along. So decided to do that and 
I did it. Yeah. At the least, I did it. I continue to do it. Mm-hmm. I continue to find ways to connect myself, but also to connect others, which is one of my favorite things to do. And one of my favorite questions to be asked is, Brett, how can I get more involved with my community? Mm-hmm. How can I wake up in the morning and feel um, a sense of, um, of of belongingness and community in my heart? And I, you know, I don't have a, um, you know, a magic silver bullet, sure. but I will tell you, I have suggestions I'd be happy to provide you. Uh, I have organizations that I feel that I could send you to that could be yep. an aggregator of other organizations that might fall under your, um, uh, you know, you, where you want to identify with. Yep. So, you know, that's one thing I tell people is you don't have to settle. You don't yep. have to feel that just, you know, it's an A to B situation. It can be multiple different variables. And I mean, life is, it's anything but normal. I feel like you know, yeah. you know. Well, and, and and it sounds like don't settle, but also you know don't um, don't be afraid to pursue your own path because just because something's right for someone else doesn't mean it's right for exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah. And I tell people all the time is that we are all a single copy of one another, and to relive a copy of someone else, it's not you. It's 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 a duplication of them, and realistically, it's not exactly them. It's a copy. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's a version two. Yeah. So why play the part of someone else when you can play the version one of yourself? Yeah. And I tell people all the time that, you know, I never knew 10 years ago that I would be here in Fort Wayne. I thought it was going to be somewhere else. I mean, sure. 10 years ago, if I go back to that, I I think my goal was no joke. I think one of my goals was to be living out on a beach as a stockbroker. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember this in, in high school very well because we actually, um, I believe I found a like a career path plan mm-hmm. that I wanted yeah. to do. And I think it was that I, where I saw myself in 10 years and it was right around this time period yeah. that I saw myself as a, a stockbroker living on a beach. Okay. All right. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, you know, I'm, I, I accept myself for who I am today and yeah. I'm more than happy to be in Fort Wayne working for Elevatus Architecture. Yeah. Well, great. Mm-hmm. So, um, if somebody stopped you on the street mm-hmm. and you had, you know, 30 seconds, 60 seconds, 90 seconds, mm-hmm. doesn't have to be exactly that. Sure. sure. Yeah. Um, how would you describe, and you can pick any organization you're mm-hmm. affiliated with Elevatus mm-hmm. or anyone else. How would you describe that organization? Um, I would, I would say that I'm, you know, my name is Brett Gauger and I'm a marketing communication specialist from Elevatus Architecture. Um, we are an architecture firm that um, has had a long history here in Fort Wayne and we are a company that is there for the people. And we are a company that um, d- develops and designs to help evoke positive emotion. Um, we have a long history um, in the role of education, community, government, and justice architecture um, with not only architecture, but interior design. And um, we are, a, you know, we're a company that is, um, you know, we're value centered. We really um, value um, connection and we value community. Um, and I would say, I'd be happy to talk to you more and say, hey, what are you doing for lunch? Yeah, so that's, so that's a way of getting beyond the 90 seconds. Yeah, right. yeah, maybe Great. I would take them maybe around the corner to Coney Island to give them, you know, if they're not from Fort Wayne. Or, or to Casa, because I know you're a big Casa, Casa fan. Yeah, yeah. Pasa Convertura. <laughs> so last question, um, you know, we talked about some of the projects that you're passionate about, some of the stuff mm-hmm. that um, you're working on and that inspires you. It, it's a challenging time, and there's people mm-hmm. who are probably, you know, who might be 
you know, generally optimistic, mm-hmm. but who are having a difficult time right now because <laughs> marketing resources are hard to come by right now. And, you know, there's a, a big, a lot of changes going on in the way consumers mm-hmm. are interacting with mm-hmm. brands. What's your best piece of advice mm-hmm. to kind of get people through the long haul and mm-hmm. to, to see them through to maybe better days? Absolutely. That's a great question. And that is something I've, I've worked on with myself as well. This year has been a year that none of us would wish on our worst enemy. And um, I think that one big part of it is meditation. And mm-hmm. I know there's, you know, there are so many different tools out there to meditate. And I always tell people that meditation doesn't have to be where you're in complete silence and the dark. It could be doing something that you love doing. And sometimes it takes unplugging. Um, as someone who's worked in digital for so many years, one of my favorite things to do is actually putting my phone on airplane mode and taking a hike yeah. or ta- going on a bike ride or just listening to music or pulling out a, you know, a book instead yep. of, you know, an, um, you know, an audio book or an ebook, you know, pulling out an actual physical paper book. Yeah. Um, you know, I tell people all the time too, that, you know, there, there are a lot of resources out there that can really help you, um, just have, you know, bring yourself some relaxation. Yeah. And, um, I, I tell people that, you know, right now it's, it's what's happening is there's just so many different, um, noises, um, yeah. that it's, it's, it's exhausting, yeah. um, especially people, you know, like myself, like marketers. I mean, we're working to help, help coach people through some of these, you know, so many things. And it's, it's just, there's so much, you know, it's like drinking through a fire hose sometimes because yeah. it's one thing after another. And there are so many different industries right now that are struggling in many different shapes and forms. And if you could provide some positive light to anything you can do right now, it will help. It will help. Any small little deed will help. And I tell, you know, I've told people that it doesn't have to be something even physical. If you feel that you you don't want to go out and and do that volunteering, there are so many different ways digitally to volunteer. Um, NeighborLink, they're an awesome local nonprofit. Um, One thing I really love about them, there's many different things. Andrew over there has done stunning, stunning things. Um, But they actually have even just um, just support prayer Mm -hmm. section Mm -hmm. on their volunteering Mm -hmm. uh, uh, portal. And I think that's just so amazing that... You know, there, there are different things where you can help someone maybe old, move an old fridge out of their house. And yeah. there are other things even that you can have where you can just talk to someone on the phone. Yeah. Or there's someone that just wants to talk to someone. And I think that right now it's that moral support we need. We need to have um, that empathy. And yeah. brands, especially when they're communicating, understanding empathy. At the same time, too, I have a lot of fellow friends who are social media managers, and people need to understand behind those brands are people. Yep. It's not, it's not, most of, 99.9% of the time, those posts are not being made by robots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're made by people. So, yeah. Or they're made by multiple people, different yep. types of concentrations of people, different types of, you know, creative teams, strategists, um, uh, advertisers, just sort of so many different um, yeah. uh, pieces to the managing of this uh, content. I tell people just have extra empathy, give people space, and uh, most importantly, give yourself some space. There's so much out there to yeah. take in. It's better off for right now. It's just learn more about yourself. Yeah. Learn, find a you know a new passion. Um, yeah. Like I was telling you before we got on here, um, I've been just finding some new some new hobbies and interests. Cooking has yeah. been one that I'm like, you yeah. know, the world of YouTube has been awesome. I've been <laughs> yeah. able to find some things. Yeah. Now, I will tell you that some things don't always come out exactly the way they look. <laughs> yeah. So um, I've learned that through sight as well as through taste. Yeah, a little, so, little humility yeah, goes a long way. But, you yeah. know, when you're, you know, when you're you know, trying out new things, sometimes you need yeah. to have a little laugh to yourself. 
Yeah, well, I really like the advice about, you know, really sort of task switching, especially for people. I know you know a lot of people, as do I, who work in social media. Mm-hmm. And somebody asked me a similar question the other day, and I said, mm-hmm. my best piece of advice for people who work in social media mm-hmm. is take a lot of opportunities to get away from social media. Mm -hmm. And that's where you're going to have conversations with people who aren't immersed in that world, Mm -hmm. who will give you different perspectives. And and I'm a firm believer that our best ideas come when we stop grinding on a project and we task switch and our minds go away from it. I was changing light bulbs the other day and I was like, this is awesome because there's only one right answer. Either the bulb goes on (laughs) or it doesn't. Exactly. The bulb's on, bulb's off. As opposed to the work we do where there's multiple right answers. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I, I think that right now... Um, especially is an important time for us to discover. And that might be learning a new skill. It might be uh, learning ways on how you can serve your neighborhood in times like these. It might be supporting those small businesses that are struggling so badly right now. Um, It might just be reconnecting with an old friend. It might be checking on an elderly neighbor. Um, There's just so many new things that we can add to our lives that will help us and not necessarily really make us feel overwhelmed. It might, yeah. it will provide more enrichment than it will uh, the payment of your, you know, your time. Um, I just think that right now, focusing in on what matters most is 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 priority one, and and um, to share the joy in this world and um, to help people find that light at the end of the tunnel is yeah. is, is crucial. So um, my hope is that you know the silver lining in all this is how we can learn, um, you know new ways to to find love to to seek out resources to help people you know make their lives a little bit easier you know i just there's just yeah. so many new things that i think right now that um the pandemic has caused and the, you know unfortunately there's a, there's a lot of negatives but also there are some silver linings to it i mean um there's just some ways that i have discovered myself being you know alone and, and, you know, being separated from so many people, I've, I've found new skills that I can apply to my professional, um, portfolio. So I just, I think that with this situation, there's, there are a lot of, you know, unfortunately there are a lot of negatives, but at the same time, some positives could come from it if you see it that way. Sure. Sure. Well, Brett Geiger, thanks for being with us. And when the weather warms up and when we're in a little bit more normalcy, (laughs) maybe we can play some tennis or go for a bike ride on the trails and discover some new trails. I am all for that. It'll be a hit. Yeah. Well, Well, thanks for being here and thanks everyone for listening. Again, this is the Asher Marketing Podcast. Thanks for being part of it. And we hope to hear from you and see you next time. Have a great week. 